My next guest is a sports media columnist for the New York Post. I want to welcome on Andrew Marshawn. Andrew, how's everything going for you? Everything's well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. So I want to kind of get your thoughts, since you're like the voice of sports media news, I want to kind of get your thoughts on this crazy offseason we've kind of seen with all these different moves around kind of these play-by-players kind of kind of changing uh, uh, places. So I was kind of curious about your thoughts initially on um, Joe Buck moving on to ESPN. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest shocker of all the moves. Uh, I don't think you really, you know, you kind of associate Joe Buck with Fox. I mean, he's been doing the World Series uh, for 24 years. I uh, called six Super Bowls for them. Uh, you know, I knew his contract was up a year from now, so that kind of you felt like uh, the idea of he and Aikman moving together was sort of not something that was in the forefront. Uh, and then it happened very late. Uh, you know, it, uh, when they were when ESPN was going after Trey Aikman, I mean, the big thought was that um, he teamed with. Al Michaels and you know Al Michaels would not go to Amazon and and Aikman would go there and if not Al Michaels then they'd move on uh, to their list and then the the Buck opportunity came along and Fox let him do it so yeah that was a that was a shocker. Did did the success of the Manning cast kind of make it strange for you to think that they're going all in on a different different broadcast team in addition to what they already had going with the Manning cast? Well, I think that they, yeah, I mean, that's a very good point that like you could say, well, they got the Manning cast for nine or 10 games during the regular season. Why do you need to upgrade the booth? Uh, I think they're looking at 2027 uh, when they have their Super Bowl and they, you know, have had trouble making that booth uh, work. Uh, they had Joe Tessitore, Booger McFarlane, Jason Witten. That didn't work. Uh, Steve Levy, uh, Lewis Riddick. Uh, and Brian Greasy uh, was better, but still not, you know, it wasn't at the level of the other teams on the top, top teams. And um, it didn't really even need to be that it just, they needed just kind of, and they weren't the subject. So they kind of um, did that, but then you kind of always had the feeling that they're going to still try to upgrade even more if they got the opportunity and look, it's all subjective, but uh, you have a chance to get Buck and Aikman, uh, you could argue the top team, you know, again, it's, it's all opinion at that point. Uh, but, um, but, you know, like besides the money, it feels like a no brainer. I mean, the money is, you know, crazy. So that, that's yeah. where it's like, well, do you do that or not? Um, but if you don't consider the money aspect of it, it, you know, it seems pretty an obvious move. And I know you reported on it. Do you, do you expect Aaron Andrews to potentially join them in ESPN? So I feel it almost feels like she doesn't really want to be part of a rebuild. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I think that, uh, I know she loves working with Buck and Aikman. Uh, if you, if I were to guess, I say she stays at Fox um, and is part of that rebuild, uh, you know, part of their foundation. Um, but, uh, and I like that term. I like that like sports term you put on there. Uh, the, uh, but look, I, I, I know ESPN would talk to her. Um, you know, will they, will they have the same desire as, uh, you know, they did for Buck or Aikman? I tend to doubt that. Um, but and I don't think it's impossible. I just don't, I'd say if I were to guess, I'd say she stays at Fox. And we haven't really heard anything on the, the Sean Payton front in a couple months. Do you think should fans expect to see him kind of calling games this fall? I think he's more likely of anything he does studio. Okay. Um, I think, you know, he's kind of walked it back, but he, he sort of sounded as if he was going to go back to coaching. Uh, and so that sort of kind of hurts your market. If it's just a rental, 
Uh, now all the reports about he and Brady, you know, Boston Globe and 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 uh, and Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio, um, Ben Valin from the uh, Boston Globe. I should mention his name as well. Uh, you know, reporting that Peyton was going to go to Miami and potentially team with Tom Brady, who would have been the owner. I mean, that also th- makes you think that Peyton's not done uh, with coaching. So I would say, if anything, he maybe could be a number two in a booth, but I think more likely he does some studio uh, this year and and maybe not as big in a bigger role, especially because there's also a feeling he's going to end up with the Cowboys. Yeah. What do you make the whole situation with Brady potentially being linked to the Dolphins? Do you think that was really just kind of the opportunity for an ownership stake, or do you think it was kind of getting back in the AFC North? Yeah. AFC East. Or, yeah. Or AFC I, I would say, I, I don't know exactly, you know, what Brady's motivation was. I think all these guys, the ultra successful, the Derek Jeters, the, you know, I covered baseball, the A-Rods, the LeBrons, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's. When you talk to them, Basically, they all say, like, what do you want to do after your career? Used to be that. Maybe I'll be a broadcaster. And and some of these guys obviously have gone into broadcasting, but now it's like I want to own a team. And they make so much money and they have business opportunities that it does make it kind of um, possible. That said, you need so much money to to buy a team. They don't come uh, open that often. So if you can get an ownership ownership stake, uh, that's a different level. And if Brady had that opportunity, um, I mean, I just think he'd like that. And I... There does seem to be like, you know, he already went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. You go to the AFC East, you make the Dolphins into the winner and you beat Belichick and go win a Super Bowl. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I think most people already have the GOAT debate. It's Brady. I mean, I, I think, I, look, I, I, those arguments, I, they, I don't go crazy about them, but they annoy me a little bit. Has he had the best career? Yes. Um, as a quarterback, but does that make you the greatest? You could argue that makes you the greatest. You have the best career. Uh, it doesn't mean you're, you're the best, if that makes sense, because it's an all 22 game. You play less than uh, half the plays each game, basically with special teams, offense, defense. And so, uh, again, it's not taking away from his greatness, but I think you make arguments for others uh, being just as great, if not greater than Brady. And going back to the Fox broadcast team, obviously Kevin Burkhart got bumped up to number one. Who, who do you, do you expect Olsen to kind of get that kind of, that 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 uh that increased too, or do you think they're still trying to look for a splash higher? Yeah, I've reported Olsen as the number one candidate. I still think he probably is. Uh, they're taking their time trying to see if uh you know what else is out there. Feeling they have Olsen there, and they'll figure it out when they when it comes to that. I mean, they gave out they put out some feelers for Brady before he returned to play. Do you think that was? Do you think what did you think of that? Did you think there was ever any chance he'd end up in the booth? Or there was there was going to shot in the dark. I don't think so. I mean, no. like if you look at it, Fox is you know drawing a, a line in the sand saying you know we think the market should be twelve million, which is still crazy money yeah. for you know, twelve thirteen million for to do you know you work in you don't even work half the year in terms of your actual job. Um, it, it, it's crazy money at twelve thirteen million. But they weren't into the $18 million range. I mean, Tom Brady's not coming for if he even did it, like, you know, what would it cost? $25 million, yeah. $30 million? Like he could get whatever he wants. And the thing about Brady, where you know, you look at some guys when they come out, um, they they kind of have to hit it at the right time. I mean, Brady could decide to do this in 10 years if he wanted to. I mean, but I just think he's gonna have other business opportunities. Uh, he already started his own production company. This is a different world, so he doesn't have to do it. Now they start throwing 25. $30 million uh, at you. You're making a million or two a game. Uh, I think it, you start to, I think you have to at least consider it, have a discussion 
uh, with your family, you know, should I do this? You know, let's collect another, you know, $20 million. Um, but uh, I don't think he would have done it. And, and Fox wasn't going to go there. I mean, they, if you're not going to pay, I mean, you know, uh, even obviously Brady's a bigger name at this point and, you know, more timely and whatever. Uh, I don't know why you necessarily, um, you know, you'd pay, you pay Aikman more. I just don't see if you didn't break the, if you didn't go 18 or, you know, go really high for, for Aikman. Um, are you really going to go crazy? Uh, for for Brady because he's great at quarterback he is we don't know if he could be a good analyst and yes he's Tom Brady but you know after a couple of games you got to be good at the job do you, do you think Pat McAfee was ever in discussion for the Fox number one job for the color commentator no no interesting yes. I, did, I heard that from somebody um and in terms of the the Amazon because you got um what you got uh Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels but for the studio show I know I think you've reported are we are we kind of like underrating how amazing Marshawn Lynch is going to be on the studio show? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're rating it yet because it's kind of not like I reported it, but it hasn't really got to the forefront. I, I think he could be very good. I think something that, like, I think if you look at Amazon's play, right, when you're a streamer, and this will be, you know, a new frontier for the NFL with, you know, they had the streaming along with Fox uh, in recent years, but this is just streaming. I think it's a different world. I think what you're looking for is you're probably looking more for viral stuff to make people aware of the games. Um, you know, the, the, the stream, the Thursday night game, probably the ratings are going to go down I and mean, it'll be different type of ratings. We'll know the, how many streams they have, uh, but Fox averaged, I think around 15 mil um, for those games. And I think, you know, from what I've heard from, you know, people I trust, you know, if, if Amazon's at five to seven mil, eight mil, they get to 10. That'd be pretty good. But I don't think they'll get the 15. Just awareness. People have to find it. Uh, then you have to be a member. Um, even though a lot of people are members. I mean, a lot of us have Prime. Um, so, and use it. And so it won't be difficult for a lot of people. But a lot of people don't. And and also, if you're not really that into the game, right? If it's Jacksonville versus uh, Tennessee, you know, on a Thursday night. That's every Thursday night. They, they, they have that six times a year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? Um and so, uh, yeah, and they, the schedule can only be so good because, you know, you can only appear on Thursday night once. Um, so, you know, you can't have the marquee teams multiple times. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so th that will be um, – so, anyways, getting back to your question, though, or your, what we're talking about with Marshawn is, yeah, so I think you want to be viral, make people aware, and that's – he seems like a real nice fit for that. In terms of the studio host for the pre and post game show for that, who do, who do you think are the top three candidates? Because there really hasn't been much about that yet. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some names. I'm not going to put them out there because I don't have it. You know, I haven't reported it. Um, so I think they've looked at a lot of different people. Um, I, but I just think like that pregame show is going to be like, I don't know. I don't think maybe people watch. I think if I'm them, I'm focusing really more on the post game show, you know, kind of like inside the NBA, yeah. um, which everyone obviously is the best studio show I'd say ever. Um yeah. Because the pregame show on a streamer, I just don't think you're there. I'd say, you know, even like the, you know, the linear TV ones, um, they still do well. But I think it's more of like a lot of us grew up on that, you know, watch that forever. And so you're like, all right, I go to, you know, ESPN NFL Countdown. I go to uh, Fox NFL Sunday or NFL Today on CBS. And so, but I don't know if you're going to say at uh, seven o'clock, for an eight o'clock game, I got to go to Amazon early. I get the pregame show because just everything's at your fingertips before that. You don't need the latest information. You can just get yeah. that on your phone. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I feel like 
Yeah, look, yeah, there's there's probably something to report. I need to get on that. You reminded me. <laughs> um, and then with with the whole kind of with Thursday football being on Amazon Prime, do you think they're kind of focused on, especially with kind of like the older demographic, like that aren't maybe the most tech savvy, trying to figure out how to get them ready for Thursday football way way be, way beforehand? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're gonna you know they have a lot of money. I'm sure they're gonna be promoting the heck out of this, where you see it everywhere, uh, and you know, like the concept kind of makes, you know, the, the big story for, you know, inside the industry is like, what is Amazon trying to do? Yeah. Um, and if you look at what Amazon has done in most of their businesses, they take a very long view of things. So this contract's for 11 years. Uh, and so where will we be in 11 years from now? So it's, I don't think it's about year one, really. It's, uh, you know, they're just getting started. 11 years ago, is Amazon in position to... Um, to have a Super Bowl, uh, you know that's you know that's I think a question that you know we will have to see where streaming goes, um, or at least you know get a better package or you know pregame you know or um, postseason more postseason games. They could have won it during the the uh, during the run this this eleven year run. Um, so uh, yeah, the world's going to change in terms of uh, how we look at streaming, but older people, um, yeah, that's a that's an issue. You know, I, I think. There's two issues with these things. Number one is obviously the cost. I mean, you just if you're a sports fan, you like soccer, you like baseball, you like football, any sport basically. Now you're going to need multiple, uh, either cable or streaming, and you know, and sometimes three or four just for the same basic games. Um, and so that's going to be more expensive. So that's number one for people is you have to pay more monthly. And then secondly uh, is the ability to actually get it on the your screen uh and some people are going to have trouble with that who are not tech savvy and mostly you presume older people um and so uh you know that's a segment of the audience now they'll argue all these places you know it's obviously about the money but they'll say oh we're trying to get the younger people yeah but you have to find these things it's not really they're finding you right like if you're a football fan who's a big football fan you're going to try to find where's the thursday night game oh amazon all right it's not really, oh, I have Amazon and there's an ad in front of me. I'm not a football fan. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm yeah. going to watch that. It's, I don't think it works. Like now you'll get some casuals who, who kind of notice it that way maybe, but I don't really think to me that just doesn't make um, sense in terms of how people are going to find these things. I know, I know for a fact, five minutes before the first game of the season, my dad's going to go and text me. He's going to go, what channel is the game on? I'm going to say, yep. it's not yeah, 100%. No, that's going to be the thing. Yeah. Like they probably should lean into that and have some fun with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, um but uh yeah that's going to be an issue yeah and i've got a couple more quick questions for you um with um good morning football do you think they're going to continue doing the rotating fourth members since nate burleson left do you think eventually somebody's going to fill that void yeah i think eventually they'll fill it um i would think i just um finding that right person you know it's a, it's a great uh platform you know because first off it's a really good show uh but also the whole nfl watches it that said um you know he Nate was the only former player on there, NFL player. Um, and so they probably want to get an NFL, you know, an ex player in there. And it's a big ask. I mean, you got to move to, you know, New York area um, if you're not there already. And then you have to get up really early every day. And so a lot of guys have made a lot of money. They don't necessarily, they see what Nate's done and like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd like Nate's career. Um, but that, you know, that they don't necessarily want to do that. So um, I think it takes time, but I would, I would suspect at some point they'd want, a full-time person just for that continuity, but maybe not. Maybe they rotate that in. 
then I've got one last question for you. So with with all the kind of the big moves around the kind of play by players and stuff, and everybody's kind of talking about with your with your Nance and you've got your Al Michaels and Ian Eagle, is, is it shocking to you that that Kevin Harlan hasn't been offered one of these lead NFL TV gigs? Not really. Um, I think he's very good, but I think he's just a tad below those guys. Really? Um, yeah. I, I look. I think Harlan. I think he's very good. I'm not like you know. It's like one of those things where you're talking about like you know people are the best at what they do. It's not like a a disrespect thing to me. I think if you listen to the full games, um, I think Harlan's good on the big calls. Very good on radio. I think if you listen to like the little nuanced stuff during the games. He doesn't give you that much of it. Um, you know, a lot of more uh, basic information, which is fine. You know, there, there's a room for that, um, but it doesn't give you the storytelling that some other people do. Um, and so, um, I mean, he's better than people who have gotten those jobs. I mean, especially look at Monday Night Football. Like if they've yeah. gone Kevin Harlan, uh, you know, I think he's better than Joe Tessitore and he's better than Steve Levy. Um, but you know, these jobs don't open very often. That's the other thing. It's like yeah. these jobs, it's like kind of like being an astronaut when you really think about how long, like think about Joe Buck. So if you're a broadcaster who does baseball, the last quarter century, there's been one person who's had that job. One person. Yeah. So to get that job is like nearly impossible. Like it literally hasn't been open. And then now, you know, Joe Davis gets the gig. Um, so uh, so when you look at the the even to be considered for it, it's pretty amazing. Like, you know, in terms of uh, the percentile that you're considered uh, of what you do. Uh, so, but yeah, so it doesn't really though, but get back to Harlan. It doesn't really surprise me. I think there's, again, he's at next year, but I, you know, but I, he, he's very good, but I think he's at next year. Awesome. Awesome. That's really like questions really have for you. Um, how can people check out your stuff with the post and also check out your podcast? Sure. So I got a lot of stuff, you know, you can, uh, nypost.com is where all my stuff most of my stuff is free there we also have a newsletter uh at um uh, new york post sports plus uh, every monday that comes out uh and then i have a podcast with john oran from the sports business journal uh, the marshand and oran sports media podcast where we talk just like about like we just did uh information like this so it's a uh, similar to our conversation yeah.